0: <laughs> okay. hello revival mke family we are so excited once again to worship god with you i just want to encourage you all right there where you're at in your home or wherever you're at just to enter into God's presence with us tonight. We know that God has something in store for you, a blessing that you cannot contain. So just be receptive tonight. Be um, excited to receive from God's presence tonight. Amen. I'm going to open up in a word of prayer, and let's just enter in. Let's just dive into God's presence tonight together. Heavenly Father, I just worship you, and I just praise you, Lord. I just magnify you, Lord Jesus. I thank you, God, that you're so ready and willing to pour out your spirit, pour out your blessings upon us that we don't have room enough to contain. So we just welcome you tonight, Holy Spirit. I just say, have your way. Do what you want to do. Say what you want to say. Minister to the lives of the people watching tonight, even if they're just scrolling through. Lord, let that catch their attention and let your presence touch them in a supernatural way tonight, Lord. We just give you thanksgiving and praise in Jesus' name. Let's worship God together. Hallelujah.
1: All right.
2: No matter what we go towards what we what valleys, what mountains that we hit, that that our response would be yes. I count on
1: one thing The same God that never fails will not fail me now. He won't fail me now in the waiting The same God who's never late. Working all things out
2: Um, is based out of Psalm 91. And uh, one when I first heard it, the um, lead, worship leader was talking about how they have, at their church, they talk a lot about how worship songs can be like they're like their lifeboats and this was her lifeboat and our worship is for God but through it he gives us peace and he gives us restoration and revival and so tonight If this song or any of these songs, maybe they're your lifeboat, maybe they're the thing that, the songs that God uses to hold you up when you feel like you're ready to drown in whatever's going on.
1: and she-
0: presence would lift those blinders from our eyes that your presence would just move in Jesus name we just invite
1: you Eu
2: one that will rescue you no matter how many times you've run from him and if you feel ashamed know that he doesn't see it but his son made it so that he could look at you and see none of the dirtiness, the ugly, but to see the beauty that he created in you and that he loves you. And so, even if you don't feel like all, all of your life he's been faithful, let's sing that one more time. It into your life. Speak it over your past and speak it over your future. That he is faithful and so, so
0: Continue with broken vessels for the next song.
1: So
3: worthy of all the praise we could ever
1: see
0: in my hands, and I knew, like, you know when God speaks to you, you know exactly what he means, I hope that you know what he means, Um, but when he is putting whatever the tangible presence in my hands, I knew that I was supposed to pray over each and every one of you who are going through something um, physically, and so I just want you to reach out, there's no time or distance in the spirit, the word of God says where two or more of us are gathered together in his name, he's right here with us among us. Jesus, the healer, is here with us today. And if you're going through some kind of physical ailment, I'm releasing that anointing right now. And Father, I just pray right now for your healing, miracle-working power to flow through my hands into the video through them, Lord. Touch them where they're at. And I just see people kneeling and front of their screen so if that's you you're needing a touch from God I encourage you kneel and receive the healing anointing father I just release that healing anointing to flow into their bodies there's nothing too big for you God there's nothing too big there's nothing too small father I thank you right now in the name of Jesus Christ by Jesus stripes they were healed Over 2,000 years ago, Father, I thank you. By Jesus' stripes, they were healed. And I just thank you, God, right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, that you're working a healing and a cure from the top of their head to the soles of their feet, Lord. Right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, and I just speak an acceleration in the name of Jesus, an acceleration in the spirit to their healing in the name of Jesus. No more waiting. no more wondering, no more wanting. I speak and I command it to come to pass now in the name of Jesus Christ. Just receive that for yourself. Hallelujah. God, you are so good. And I just thank you, God, right now that your healing, miracle-working power is working in those bodies, that we're going to hear testimonies of your goodness and of your love. I thank you, Jesus. You loved us so much. You gave yourself as a sacrifice for us so that we could live. And for that, we love you and we praise you and thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm so excited for tonight. Wasn't that some awesome worship? We're going to have a little bit more um, later on after the after the discussion and the message. But I want to encourage each one of you, stay tuned in because God has laid something powerful on my heart and my guests' um, Angela's heart to minister to each one of you and so I just want to encourage you stay tuned in in fact even share what you're watching hit the share button and share it to your page so that others can receive tonight what God has for them in Jesus name amen we're going to transition over to the um over to the area of discussion so I'll see you in a moment So I have with me tonight a good friend. I'm excited to invite Miss Angela Nicholas. woo <laughs> um, This is a little different. We did this live with our Dreams and Visions panel um, with a couple of friends, Yen um, and Kristen and John and myself. And tonight um, I have invited Angela, um, a girl after my own heart and we're just going to open up in prayer before we share from our hearts, from what God has placed on our hearts, um, about acceptable sacrifice is what we're sharing on tonight. And, um, what God's doing is preparing his bride for his coming and he is wanting a acceptable sacrifice. He's wanting us to live for him. And so, um, Let's just invite the Holy Spirit just to speak in and through us as we yield ourselves to the Lord and just to speak to your hearts tonight as you yield to the Lord to receive what he has for you. Heavenly Father, we just worship you. And we just praise you and thank you, God, right now for this opportunity that we have to come together to hear your word. Father, I thank you that it's alive and it's sharper than a two-edged sword. And Lord, that it has the ability, Lord, just to, to speak to our heart and to change things around and to fill us up and encourage us in the Lord. And I just thank you, Lord, that you anoint us to minister your words to your people and anoint them to hear it as it is the truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Welcome, Angela. Hello. Thanks, (laughs) Pastor Jen. You're welcome. Um, So God has placed on my heart um, the acceptable sacrifice. You know, um, he spoke it to me by the Spirit of God during a time of prayer and then just started kind of opening up... um, the examples in the word of God with sacrifices and what he finds acceptable and so I'm going to share that tonight a little bit what's on my heart and we're just going to let the Holy Spirit flow and, and um, share what's on our heart what he already showed us but then just in discussion and I believe that it's going to be a blessing to each one of you and um, encourage you in the Lord, um you know, so just be open, be ready to receive what God has for us. And I'm going to open with the main text tonight, what God has laid on my heart. Romans 12, 1 and 2 says this, and so dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you. So he's like begging us. (laughs) I plead with you, give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a holy and acceptable sacrifice, the kind he finds acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behaviors of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will know and learn God's will for you, which is his good, his pleasing, and his perfect will. So just from that alone, like we're going to read um, here in Genesis in just a second, but just from that alone, Paul's pleading with the body of Christ, and he's pleading with each one of us to present our bodies as an acceptable kind of sacrifice. So that means that there's an unacceptable kind of sacrifice. Unfortunately. (laughs) That means that we could possibly live our lives that would be displeasing, in a way that's displeasing to God. And so Paul's pleading, don't bring sorrow to the Holy Spirit. Don't bring sorrow um, to the Lord. Live a life that's blessed. Live a life that's holy and acceptable. Do things the way God wants you to do them. Um, You know, We've been given a new life in Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away. All things have become new. Now we're supposed to be living it like that. Praise you know, God. yes, Amen. <laughs> we're supposed to be yielding to the Holy Spirit, allowing Him to live through us. Yes. So, um, real quick before we you know go back and forth a little bit, I want to just share with you Cain and Abel's story and um, show you again another illustration how there's an acceptable and unacceptable way to live, an acceptable sacrifice. Cain and Abel um, is Genesis 4, and I'm going to read 3 through 6. It says, When they grew up, Abel became a shepherd, while Cain cultivated the ground. And when it was time for harvest, Cain presented some of his crops as a gift to the Lord. Just some of his crops. And, um, And Abel also brought a gift, the best portions of his firstborn lambs from his flock. So he gave the best. And Uh, Cain just kind of gave him some sacrifice you know. Um, The Lord accepted Abel's gift but he did not accept Cain and his gift. This made Cain very angry and he looked dejected. The Lord says why are you so angry? He asked Cain. Why do you look so dejected? you will be accepted, and this is verse 7, you will be accepted if you do what is right. But if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you, um, but you must subdue it and be its master. So basically here, you've got two kinds of people. You've got one who is going through the motions, he knows what's right. He knows the, you know, the ways of religion. He knows the ways of Christianese. He knows um, that he should be giving a, a tithe or an offering or um, that it is you know the way God had it set up. He was taught to go to church, we'll say. He was taught to give in the offering plate or he was taught these things and he's doing it out of repetition. He's doing it out of um, what was taught to him, not out of his heart. And then you've got Abel who loves God with all his heart, all his soul, and all his might, all his strength, you could say. And that's, a, that's the first and greatest commandment, to love God in that way. And um, what does he do? He gives God his best, the first, you know, the, the best of his flock and and the firstborn of, his, of the lambs and um, the best portions of them. So it's like, the best of the best of the best. <laughs> and he wants to give it to the Lord. And, um, and God accepts that kind of sacrifice. Yeah. So with that being said, you know how you can have a download? I don't know, maybe you don't know. But when God speaks to you and you're in the presence of God and he speaks to you like one phrase or whatever, then all of a sudden you start having a download of scriptures and examples in the word of God showing you and revealing to you like through revelation, like a download of... Um, what an acceptable sacrifice is and the fact that there is possibly a life that's unacceptable to God and a life that's acceptable to God. You know that God is wanting to return very soon. And you know that the word of God says he's coming for a pure bride. You know, and, and he wants you to be living a life. And that's why Paul's pleading, live a life that's holy and the, the kind of sacrifice that's acceptable to God. Because he's coming again, and he's coming for people who are ready, who are looking, watching. You know, the, um, and I wasn't even going to go here, but um, the ten virgins in um, the word of God and how some of them, their lamps were ready, and they had the oil, and they were waiting for the bridegroom to come. And then some of them weren't ready, and they had to run out and go get it. Don't wait to the last minute to start living your life as a holy, acceptable sacrifice. Be ready. All right, I'm going to hand it over for a little bit. Time is now. The time is now. Yes.
4: A time such as this. Yeah, as Jen told me that we were going to be discussing this at first, I thought, oh, man, do I even know what a life of an acceptable sacrifice would be? And uh, the Lord had just spoken to me from 2 Timothy In chapter 2, that if anyone cleanses himself from any dishonor, that he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work, a fit vessel for the master. And that really spoke to my heart because the cleansing yourself, it talks about humbling. The Bible also talks about in other places to take every thought captive unto Christ. And as we think in our hearts, so are we. And as we humble ourselves before the Lord, that he will raise us up. And that's something that has been in, in my heart and in my journey. I just remember even in high school, hearing a word about forgiveness and on purpose going into the bathroom in high school and going into that stall and just repenting and coming before the Lord and confessing that I'm forgiveness that I had in my heart and humbling myself, cleansing myself before the Lord, that he would raise me up and not in a, oh, I need to hurry up and get up there, but to get into the depth of the Lord and to be able to raise into the height to see things the way he sees things. It is that constant coming back to the cross, coming back to that place of confession, and not in a, a way that um, is putting myself down that I'm I'm no good or something to that effect because then I feel like I'm disqualifying myself and that's not what God wants. He doesn't want us to disqualify ourselves and say, oh no, God can't use me for that because that's just another side of pride. He's saying, no, this is, you are a fit and worthy vessel ready that I can easily, as I studied into this verse, I can easily use you for things because you have cleansed yourself. And it's always by the Spirit of God. It doesn't mean that I personally am cleansing myself. It's pleading the blood of Jesus over my eyes and my ears and my mouth and my heart and my hands. What I do, my mind, what I think, my feet where I go, that, that, that the blood would cleanse me from anything. Just like when Jesus watched um, Peter's feet. And, of course, he said, oh, no, no, you're not going to wash my feet at the last supper there. And he said, no, no, if you don't let me wash your feet, then you have no part with me. You've already had your baptism. You've had your shower. This is just because you're in the world and things kind of try to latch on to you and get stuck in your soul. And our souls, the eyes are the window to the soul. Things can come in just because you're passing by somewhere, you hear something, you see something, and now that's stuck in there, we have to actively ask the Lord, is there something in me? And that's something that I'll do. I call it a soul checkup. You know, just like you go to the doctor to just have a checkup. Is there anything wrong? This is a soul checkup. Is there anything in me that doesn't please you? Is there anything in me Um, Before I would take communion or before I would be worshiping or in worship, is there anything that you want to speak to me? What do you want to be for me today? Um, What would you have me do and say in that constant communication with the Lord, keeping him always as the focus, these things come up when you're in prayer, when you're in fasting. He'll bring these things up so that you can get rid of it because he wants that pure and spotless bride. He's coming back for a bride with no spot or wrinkle. And so it's us cleansing ourselves through the power of the Holy Spirit to get that out and staying in that place of humility Even though Moses said he was the most humble person, right? He wrote that he was the most humble person. God had him write that. We still can step into that humility because Jesus is the ultimate authority on humility. And he humbled himself even unto death on the cross. So that's our example to follow in that.
0: Amen. Um, 1 Corinthians 6.20 says, Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You don't belong to yourself, for God bought you with a high price, so you must honor God with your bodies. Our bodies, our lives were given to us to please God. We were created to fellowship and please God with our lives. And so, you know, we need to ask ourselves, what in my life could possibly be displeasing to God? You know that he knows when you stand up. He says, the word says, he knows when you sit down. He knows every hair on your head. You know, so he certainly knows the intents and and our thoughts and and the intents of our hearts. And so with that being said, like what Angela was saying, um, watching and putting a guard over our mouth and watching what we're allowing um, us to receive in through our eyes, through our gateways of our ears, um, or even through what we're speaking, you know, just watching what we're sowing into ourselves. Because the Bible says that we'll reap what we sow, (laughs) and that if we sow to the Spirit, we'll reap of the Spirit. But if we sow to the flesh, we're going to reap of the flesh, And that, when we live a life to please the flesh, it's unacceptable to God. And you might not think, um, you know, it's not sin, you know, to do this or that. But it's not, but it's not like something Jesus wants to sit around watching. You know what I mean? Like, um, if you wouldn't allow a five-year-old to sit in with you and watch something, maybe you shouldn't be watching it at all. Because Jesus is right there with you. You know, I know years ago they had, like, the what would Jesus do bracelets. And um, I don't know if I'm dating myself with that. But
4: I totally rocked that. I totally rocked (laughs) that. I did,
0: too, in high school. (laughs) But anyways... You know, really, it should be consciously on our minds always to always want to do what Jesus would do, to always want to be who Jesus wants us to be and um, live the way Jesus wants us to live so we can glorify him. 1 Corinthians 10.31 says, so whatever you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. So our lives are not to be lived for ourselves or to please self but to please God. He says, this is the true way to worship him. Let's go back to Romans 12.1. He said, um, said, and so dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you, give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. So that's the reason. Give them to God. Let them be a holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. And then this is really key here. This is the true way to worship him if you, you know, you're worshiping God, you know, and, and I love worship. I love praise. Um, I love worship teams that can lead you into the presence of God. And that is incredible. It's awesome. The presence of God shows up, but God is looking not at the outward appearance of if your hands are raised or if you're, you're kneeling. I mean, all these things are significant of what's going on in your heart, but you could be putting on a show too. So this really, this time of Stay at home, you know, safer at home, whatever, is really a true test. Are you continuing to worship God without anybody seeing, you know? Because God sees what's going on in your prayer room or in your closet or in your car. He knows what you're listening to. Are you still living a life pleasing and acceptable Unto God, He says, whatever you do, whatever you eat or drink, or you could say, whatever you hear, or whatever you're seeing, is it acceptable? Can you do it? Can you say, I'm doing this for the glory of God? (laughs) You know, think about it. I hope that some people are being, you know, convicted by the Holy Spirit because not because I want to come down and God wants to come down with this, you know, hard hammer and, 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 you know, hurt you and, and, and make you feel uncomfortable. No, because he's coming back again and he's coming for a pure bride and he says to be ready. And, um, so yeah, so whatever we're doing, we should be continuing to doing it, to do it for the glory of God. And it's not a passive thing.
4: It's not something that if you just let it happen, well, this is already on my TV, so I'm just going to let it go. Or this is already, I'm already in this situation, so I'm just going to let it happen. It's a proactive approach. It's not just letting life happen or letting your spiritual walk happen in front of you it's a decision it's a decision it is a proactive approach each day to come before the lord in the morning to get that scripture get that word in you to be in the presence of the holy spirit to invite him into that place where you can have the balance between both the word and the spirit god was showing me a picture of um when you put up a volleyball net if you've ever done that we're going to come we're coming into summer it's going to be time for volleyball right you put up the volleyball net and it's got the two two you got the pole and then you've got the two ropes that are holding it taut so that it stays and doesn't sway this way or that way and if you pull one too tight or if you pull the other one too tight that volleyball net isn't going to stay up so the lord was showing me this picture of how for the original tabernacle the one that was moving around it had those two that were holding the tabernacle up, holding that tent of meeting up, and those two were called the Word and the Spirit. Those two ropes, the Word and the Spirit. And in our hearts, which God has tabernacled amongst us now, we have the power of the Holy Spirit ready to unleash into this dark, dying world. He needs us to do that. In order to do that, you have to have a good balance between the Word of God and From his Holy Spirit, both together. Because if you, maybe your background, you didn't have a lot of Word in your church. You only had Holy Spirit, and now you had no foundation. That's pulling that over in your heart. Or maybe you were so Word focused, you quenched the Holy Spirit. If that was the direction you came from, he wants to balance that back out so you always have the foundation of the Word. Everything else is going to pass away, but the Word of God lives. Forever. It will stand forever. And God's Spirit is that powerful, active person that comes to dwell inside of you when you have the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the power when you are endued with power that's how you're able to step into these next levels to have the visions the the dreams all of the the supernatural fun that God wants us to experience to have the abundant life that Jesus promised us Mm -hmm. that's what it's about the abundant life that he promised us right right um,
0: I'm just like dwelling a little bit on Revival MKE. I know that uh when we're able to meet together and those of you who are watching are people who are hungry and they're thirsty for the move of God and and desire to be so filled with God so that God can use them. And this is this is not just for a baby Christian. <laughs> this is for each and every one of you who want to be used to demonstrate the power of our living God. Um, we need to make sure that we are a vessel fit for his use. We need to make sure that our worship is not just a lip service. And with that being said, Isaiah 29, 13, you know, God's looking for people, um, real quick, God's looking for people who long to be close to him and worship him by honoring him with their lives. And like um, Romans 12 was saying, that that's the only and true way to worship is to honor him with how you're living your lives. Isaiah twenty nine thirteen says, and so the Lord says, these people say they're mine. You know, we all come together, we gather to worship God, and you know, you might be kneeling, you might be raising your hands, and I'm not coming down on any of you. I believe that this is true, coming from your heart. But I'm, for those of you who have gone through the repetition, maybe um, you're becoming weary and doing what is good, and um, you're, you've backed away from from you know pursuing God with your whole heart. This is this is for all of us in those times. So the Lord says, these people say they're mine. They honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me, but it's based merely on human rules that they have been taught. And so that just reminds me, like I was saying about Cain, he wasn't um, giving an offering out of true worship because he loved God. He was simply doing it because it was the thing to do. It was the thing he was taught um, even... Even though it's a good thing to give something, it wasn't his best. And God wants from our hearts and from our lives our best. He wants us to serve him with our, you know, that's the first and greatest commandment. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your strength. Give him the best. That's what he wants. And, you know, Cain and Abel, he looked at Abel's as the best sacrifice he could have given Cain's, he didn't give his best. He gave something, which is better than some people, right? But he didn't give the best. It really wasn't from his heart. It was out of repetition. And God's saying some people are saying they're mine. That they're worshiping me. Maybe you raise your hand on Sunday morning, but then the other six days a week, what are you sowing into your life? What are you sowing into your ears and into your eyes? And are you living a life, if nobody's watching, God's watching. Are you living a life that's pleasing to the Lord? So
4: that proactive thing that we're talking about, some of the ideas just that as I was praying into this and thinking, what can we talk about? Practical things. What are some things that are practical? What does this look like? What's the Bible in real life? How do I live that out? And so some of the things I was thinking about was... Getting verses, putting them on little cards, and posting them up in your bathroom. I have kind of a decoration in my bathroom with Bible verses that I can speak out, declare, and decree a thing, and it will be established. So you can be brushing your teeth, getting ready in the morning, and there it is right on your mirror. You can be declaring and decreeing while you're getting ready before you even head out for the day. You've got that already declared into the atmosphere. And that's something I've learned actually from you to actually speak it into existence so you can then step in. Into it, uh, your Bible reading always—it's the first thing that I think about in the morning. Okay, I got to get into that word, and you know the Bible talks about how it's alive and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. So I want that in—I want that living word inside of me each morning to focus on something, to memorize it. To um, the Bible talks about how if we have that word hidden in our heart, I have hidden your word in my heart. I've memorized it that I might not sin against you. Against you and you alone, O Lord, have I sinned, David says in the Psalms. So it's a way to help you stay away from the things that will entice you and pull you into sin when you have that word hidden away. Um, So memorizing it, putting it up on uh, your bathroom That way, while you're brushing your teeth, the declarations, personal worship, like you were talking about, just because we can't come in a group larger than 10 doesn't mean that you can't still have, you know, Alexa going on in the background. Sorry if I just turned someone's on. But you can have Alexa on in the background with worship music. Just have your playlist, your personal playlist of things. God will speak a song to my heart, and it's exactly what's going on in my heart and my life right then. And then you just add up those songs. You've got your playlist again. There you are getting ready in the morning, you're making breakfast, you're driving the kids in the car, whatever you're doing, and you've got that playlist available, you're in that constant proactive place of worship. That's another kind of tangible thing. Having the promises of God, again, having it available, getting it from the Word and putting it somewhere that's meaningful to you in a notebook or posted up somewhere in your back pocket that you bring with you, having those promises to stand on and then activate your faith in it. So when you need it, you have it. You can stand on it. You can activate that faith. Um, Listening to different sermons. I listen to Pastor John on Sundays and on Wednesday nights, Um, Passion Church. And so listening to that along with other YouTube videos or things that you're getting it in, Garbage in, garbage out, but get that word and get that spirit in, and that's what you're going to be producing and bringing out. Um, Soaking and just allowing God's presence to fill you, that was a very foreign concept to me a couple years ago, but it's so powerful to just submit and let the Lord come in. When I say soaking, it's having... Wait on the Lord. Yeah, yeah. just wait on the Lord. and still and know he's God exactly exactly being still before him and then he'll just fill you up and you can have instrumental music going on you can do this right before you go to bed this is a, an easy way to kind of calm down come down off the day and just focus on the lord and let him speak to your heart and just come into that place right before you fall asleep that's a fun thing to do um also, fasting, prayer, it's not just about putting your flesh down while you're in fasting and prayer, but it's about focusing on the thing that you're moving forward towards. You want that breakthrough. You want to to step into and cross over the Jordan and come into that promised land, and then you can occupy and take the territory that God has for you. Well, you got to break through first. You've got to have that fasting to, to be able to cross over and then take that territory. So fasting, God will call the fast, and you can take a look at different uh, verses on that, but that's a practical way that you can be focused on the Lord, not just about oh I can't have that candy bar, although your body wants to do that because of course you want that. It's what it's what you do want and how that is more important that you want God more than you want anything else. Um, so that active pursuit, um, go and get him. It's an active pursuit after him. Um, also getting God's perspective so that we can operate from victory, not towards it. So a circumstance happens and I, I want to ask him, okay, what are you doing here? How do you see this situation? It's an it's a, a proactive approach. God, what is your perspective on that? And again, the repentance coming into that place of confession and and repentance to repent, re meaning coming again and pent meaning having that kind of that penthouse view, God's perspective on it. So right now I'm deceived or I'm angry about something and I see it this way. God, what is your perspective? Bring me higher, come up higher. He's calling us to take a look at it his way. Um, so that's another practical way to keep my mind stayed on things above and, um, yeah, taking every thought captive into the mind of Christ. So when something negative pops in, something that you see, and now you have that visual, nope, Lord Jesus, I give it to you. I repent that I saw that. Or you have this thought because this person did this again the 500th time. Nope, that thought comes in, I I bring that thought into captivity to Christ. These are practical, real deal ways that you can keep your heart in front of him. Or at least this is what I do. And I would hope that it's something that you would say, okay, well if she can do it, I can do it. And again, I'm not saying I do it all the time that I've got this, you know, I've got this handled, right? Because we're all in process and so we are in the process moving forward with the Lord. So I just embrace that process and what does it look like today? Mm -hmm. Um, praying for that grace and doing the confessions, the daily confessions that that you taught about. So these are all kind of specific
0: things. um. And I mean, all of these things might not be things that you're having trouble, you know, areas, um, trouble in that area. But one of these things might help you in the one area. Mm And so, you know, you might be somebody who speaks negatively all the time. You know, you're you're watching the news too much, and out of your mouth comes, um, the Bible says out of our mouth either comes blessing or cursing. And so you're sowing those seeds. And maybe you're somebody who looks at the glass half empty, and you're always speaking negatively. We need to put a guard over our mouth, you know, and and think about what's pleasing to the Lord and, and speak the word of God um, You know, the Bible says, out of the abundance of our heart, our mouth will speak. And so we need to be sowing in what. You know we want to come out. And I like how she was talking about focusing on the Word and making sure that you're reading the Word. I know I've been there. It's not like every single time that we read the Word. Um, it's absolute revelation, you know, and we're excited and we're jumping around. Once in a while it's like that and it's exciting. But really what you're doing is you're studying to show yourself approved unto God. You're sowing the Word of God into your heart and the Word of God says that at the right time the Holy Spirit will bring back to your remembrance the things that He has spoken to you. Right? Right when you need it, right in the nick of time when you need to stand on the word of God regarding healing or deliverance or, or freedom or um, just the peace of God. Whatever it is you need, you've sown it into your heart and now the Holy Spirit can bring it back to your remembrance. And so it's awesome to hear the word because faith comes by hearing the word. Um, it's, it's awesome to read the word and sow those words into your heart. The Word of God says in Psalms 1 that if you meditate on the Word, um, you'll be like a tree planted by streams of living water, and your leaf won't wither, and whatever you do will prosper. A person who's meditating on the Word is somebody who's living a life that's pleasing to the Lord. Why? Because when you sow the Word into your heart and life, you're going to see what's pleasing to God. You're going to see what's acceptable to God. And so then you'll get convicted if you start heading in the wrong direction. What we're talking about tonight is, um, you know, she's sharing a little bit more of the practical things about what she does and what the Lord's taught her on how to live a life that's pleasing to the Lord and how to make adjustments, you know, and, and God wants to come back. And he, he really is looking for worshipers in this season. He says in J- um, John 4, 23 and 24, and I know at Revival MKE, we love to worship God. I love the freedom. I love um, how people kneel and jump and dance and run and whatever, you know, just get comfortable. They're in God's house in the presence of God. And, and, you know, we got true worshipers that true worshipers there. I know it. But um, God's coming and he's looking for worshipers. John 4, 23 and 24 says, the time is coming and indeed it's now here when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit. And here's that word again, and in truth. Yes. The Father is looking for those who will worship him in that way. For God is a spirit, so those who worship him must Worship him in spirit and in truth. So you can't just be, you know, teeter-tottering in the way you worship him. Like you worship him with your lips, you worship him with your hands, but your heart's far from him. He wants you to worship him with your heart. A true way to worship, we learned in Romans 12, is to live a life a holy, acceptable sacrifice. Live a life not just in the service that looks holy, but in your life, seven days a week, 24 hours a day. I know that sounds difficult, doesn't it? But it's by the Spirit of God. It's by His grace. It's by His strength. And it's a conscious decision, like she said, that you're going to make daily to pursue God. And if that means making an adjustment to when you wake up so you can have time in the word, or when you go to bed so you can worship God, and, and so do the spirit before you go to bed at night. God's looking for people to worship him in spirit and in truth with the way they live. And I mean, you don't think about that. You think of this as worshiping the Lord, or kneeling as worshiping the Lord. And yes, it is. It's a, it's a you know, It's a reverence before the Lord, and and it's acting upon things that we've seen in the Word of God, and it's just kind of like letting loose and giving giving your all to the Lord, right? But if you're really giving your all to the Lord, you're going to do it seven days a week. (laughs) <laughs> and so, you know, we should be practicing this, putting on worship music or watching Facebook Live and joining in on worship teams. And this is a really awesome time in a way because we get to enjoy other people's worships, <laughs> yeah. you know, their services and stuff like that. Because you can go back to their um, their services, even if you had your own church's um, service, you can go to Revival MKE Friday, you can go to someone else Wednesday, or you can watch numerous services because Facebook Live, you don't have to watch it live, you can watch it later. And so you can really be taking it in and sowing to the Spirit and getting into worship. So really, you have no excuse. Continue to worship God seven days a week. You know, I'm not saying watch services seven days a week, but I'm just saying get into the Word and sow to the Spirit and get into His presence and show God that you mean business, that you're loving Him with all your heart, all your soul, and all your might.
4: Absolutely. Another kind of practical thing, because you never know when you're going to come upon someone who needs help, who needs prayer, um, or just in your day-to-day life. Uh, some of the things that I'll do is I have these little um, individual communion cups, and it's got the wafer on the top and the juice underneath and so there might be something that, you know, keep them in your desk drawer or, you know, I have them right by my desk if I need it. I have it available if there's something that God's saying, okay I want to get a little closer with you right now let's take some communion, let's take a look at your heart. They're just little plastic cups that you can just have available when God calls it, you're prepared because you know he wants to get closer with you and he'll He'll tell you how to take the communion or where or when or whatever it is. Throw them in your purse, throw them in your desk drawer and then it's a And you can do that if you want to, um, if he calls you to it or, um, He might have someone that's sick, and he's saying, anoint them with oil, or go put this on your hands and go release the anointing somewhere, Uh, release it through your feet, or release it, so then you just have the oil available, I mean, you can get them at the dollar store or something. It doesn't have to be specifically from a church, just the fact that you have it available. Because I have this available, now God can use it. I remember one time at Revival MKE, I didn't even know what John was going to be preaching on, and the Lord just said, bring her your oil oil. And I was like, this is weird. Okay. Hi, I'm Angie and here's some oil for you. It was brand new. And um, and she was like, you didn't even know I'm going to need this for tonight. God showed me this is what's going to happen. I'm like, well, my job is to listen. Listen to the voice of God, which anybody out there, I, I was newer to this back in 2014. What does it look like to listen to the voice of God? He'll, he'll speak it into your heart. He's spirit, like John was talking about. He'll waft it into your spirit. You'll see a picture. You'll hear a scripture or a Bible verse that you've memorized before or um, a portion of a song lyric or something and you'll just hear his voice speak to you or you might have a, an inclination of feeling, so to speak, a different emotion that you didn't have before, and or you feel the sadness of someone else, and he's showing you this person is sad. Go pray for them. Go sit with them. Don't let them be alone. All of a sudden, you feel lonely for, randomly. Or you're outside um, just communing with the Lord, and, and something in nature speaks to you, and he's speaking to you through, um, through that way. Or, of course, visions, dreams, revelations, any way that way it's it's an all encompassing voice of the lord and and jesus says you know my my sheep hear my voice it's a promise you can stand on that promise you will hear him if he if you are his you will hear his voice. It's a promise. You just have to start to learn how to hear his voice. How does he speak to you and learn? If he's speaking Spanish, you got to learn how to speak Spanish, whatever it is. It's the most natural thing because he created us to be in relationship with him. So when he tells you to do an assignment, you can be ready. Oh, it's time for communion. Oh, I have a Bible verse card. Okay, I'm, I can... Oh, I, I just heard an encouraging word for someone. I'm going to write this down and hand it out. I just keep these with me so I can hand it to someone in case they need that encouraging word. Um, hearing what he has to say and then acting on that. And so if you're not his child, though I do just want to point this out, if you have not given your life to the to the to the one who created you, The Father, through the power of the Holy Spirit, drawing you as Jesus is knocking on the door of your heart. I just want to make it very clear. Anybody here tonight that is in the sound of my voice, I want you to know that there is one way to heaven. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. So there is one way to heaven. His name is Jesus. And hell is a very real place. And I don't wish it on anyone on the planet to have to to have to end that way and to have to be in eternal torment. That is not what God wants. In fact, the Bible says he didn't create hell for us. He created it for the devil and the demons. That's for them. It's not for us. And when Jesus died on the cross, he took the sin of the world. It's already paid for. You can think of it like a Lexus. Jesus already bought the Lexus. All you got to do is go to the dealership and pick it up. All you have to do is go and pick up that free gift. He paid a heavy, heavy price for it with his life, with his blood, with his obedience, even unto death on the cross. And all we have to do is go pick it up. Just say, I exchange with you, Lord Jesus. I want the abundant life that you have, your righteous life that you lived in exchange for my sinful life. And then make that exchange with him. Give him your life. Now you become the righteousness of Christ. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. And then all of this applies to you. Then what we're talking about applies to you. If not, it doesn't apply to you yet because you have to be covered in that blood for all of this to be activated and to step into all that God has for you, that fullness that God wants us to operate right. in. Right. He
0: gave such a, we just celebrated Easter and, you know, the resurrection and. Um, really what you're celebrating is the sacrifice, that holy sacrifice that he gave for us. And now, like she was saying, it's an exchange life. When you receive that sacrifice and you receive what he did for you on the cross and you confess him, you know, and you believe him, what he did for you on the cross, you believe what he did and you you accept that and you confess with your mouth that the Lord Jesus um, did that for you, then the Bible says that you're saved. And so if that's you tonight and you've never accepted Jesus Christ and you say, hey, I want to to live a life that's pleasing to God. And, and, you know, the first step to live a life that's pleasing to God is receive that sacrifice that he gave. You might know about it, but you've never received him and what he did for you on the cross into your heart. Just ask the Lord Lord, I ask you to come into my heart and into my life to be my Lord and Savior. I confess you, Jesus, and I thank you that you died on the cross and you rose again from the dead for me, and I thank you for making that sacrifice for me. Now, Lord, I desire, and you're, I declare that you're my Lord. I declare that you're my king. And lo- now, Lord, I desire to live a life that's holy and acceptable unto you. So God wants our lives, um, and I, I love just... I know it might be a lot for some people. You know, if you're not regularly, maybe you just started going to church. I mean, everybody's at a different stage, you know. Um, maybe you just started listening to Christian worship music. Maybe you're doing the Caleb Challenge. And you are just started um, only listening to music that's glorifying to God. That's great, you know. And that's a step. But And all these things are steps. And, and, but it's a conscious decision that we make daily to desire to please God until finally God tr- starts transforming us to live the way he wants us to live. And and then you're in this place, and not that you have to be at, at this place for God to use you. He can use you all the way, all right? But if you desire and you're passionate, passionately pursuing the presence of God, you're going to be moved from glory to glory in your walk with him, and you're going to be used more and more by his spirit. Like she was saying, um ministering to people, laying hands on people, giving them an encouraging word. I told her there's so many times that she doesn't know what I'm going through, but God has used her so many times to encourage me and lift my spirit up before even I'm about to go preach somewhere. Um, God encourages me, lifts me up through an encouraging word or, you know, through a vision or whatever it might be. And so If you want and desire to be used by God in this last day, in this season, before Jesus returns, he is desiring true worshipers. And we learn from Romans 12, a true worshiper is someone who lives their life as a holy, acceptable kind of sacrifice. And so we're talking about every area of our life that it would be pleasing and acceptable unto God. You know, in um, maybe two, maybe three or, no, 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 let me think. No, it was in October, okay. Yeah, in October, I went to California, and I was with my family. And um, I'm not going to share my husband's dream, but he had a spiritual dream the same night, so it was really odd. But I had a spiritual dream the same night he did. And I had this dream um, where I was encouraged, or welcomed to this um, auditorium, and there was supposed to be, like, a Christian conference of some sort. And, you know, there's always worship in the beginning. So I was excited. I love going to conferences. I love getting into the presence of God and enjoying worship. And I walk in, and man, there was a lot of commotion going on. There was a lot of laughter, a lot of um, talking. There was even people playing like ping pong and games and people drinking coffees and all this stuff, right? And so I walk in, and, and a friend of mine greeted me at the door and brought me in, and she brought me all the way to the front. I was a guest, apparently, and I was sitting there, and this is a dream, I'm telling um and so I'm sitting there and I must have in my dream I I was thinking about it and it was almost time to start and I waited and I waited and I waited and I waited some more and I was like when is this gonna start in my dream I was thinking this when is this gonna start so I finally decided to, to close my eyes and worship the Lord and just whisper to him and worship him from my heart and <laughs> remember there was all this commotion it was a loud you know exciting place I just start worshiping God from my heart and I noticed a silence so I peeked my eyes open and the presence of God had hit the place and there was people sobbing all over and I woke up from that dream at that moment and the Lord spoke to me he said God's searching for true worshipers who will worship him in spirit and in truth. You know, God is not looking for um, an exciting light show, even though some churches and, and, and concerts and things might have it. Um, he's not looking necessarily for the best fellowship. Maybe you have the best fellowship. and um, But what he's looking for is hearts that are his, that are wholly his. And um, people that will worship Him in spirit and in truth with their lives, and not be distracted by the other things. And I'm not saying any of that is bad. You know, you can have a game night in youth, or you can have a, a you know a night where um, you know there's coffee, and we always have coffee at our church and everything. Um, you can have all these things, but we need to make sure that we're living our lives as worship and honoring to the Lord and not be distracted by all these things. So God's woke me up and he's like, God, I'm searching for those who will worship me in spirit and in truth. Mm -hmm. And so that's who God's looking for. He's looking for an acceptable sacrifice, a life that's lived for him. It's not a game. Yeah, it's not. This is not a game.
4: This is the Bible in real life. What if you are the only Jesus that someone ever meets? What if your life is the only Bible that someone ever reads? What are you telling them? And how are you connected with the Lord to be able to tell them what he wants to get to them? You have to be able to hear what he's speaking to you. You have to know that it lines up with who he is as he reveals himself in his word. It is not, I don't know how else to say it, it is the most important thing. It's not an important thing. It's the most important thing. Everything else is going to pass away. The word of God will stand forever. And when we give an accounting at the end, there is going to be an end. The Bible is very clear. There's going to be a judgment day. It's appointed once for man to die, and after that, there is a judgment. When we stand before a holy God, it's not about the ping pong and the volleyball and... And how much fun we had here. Did you enjoy your time on earth? No, it's what did you do with what I gave you? It's the parable of the talents all over again. In real life though, in real time with him. If you feel like you've only been given one thing, oh, my lot in life is so horrible and I've only been given one thing. Well, what are you doing with that one thing? What's that in your hand, Moses? What do you have available? And I'm talking about Moses' staff. And he did have something available to do something with. You have at least one spiritual gift. You have at least one talent to give. Don't bury it. Don't miss. This is a very special time on the earth and what God is doing, he's purging out evil and sinful things and he's he's got this covering and he's got people in our people in our homes to be focused on him, to be recalibrated to the things of him. There are idols that have been removed in this time, so that we can just spend that time focused on Him. The Hebrew calendar, year 5780, 80, this is the year of the mouth. This is where you speak a thing and it will be established. How can you speak something if you don't know what God is saying to you? How can you speak something into existence if you, A, don't have a relationship with Him? B, don't know what you're created for? What is your destiny? What do you have in your hand? What are the talents inside of you? And C, How does that line up with his agenda right now on the earth? What God is doing now. This is a now word from him. Jen and I didn't just hear this 10 years ago. And so, you know, 10 years ago, this was something in our hearts. No, we've been actively pursuing the Lord. And this is what he's doing now. He wants his acceptable sacrifice now. This is the time you were born on this earth at this time for such a time as this.
0: Amen. And you know what comes to mind is the widow with the two mites. You know, I thought that was so awesome how um, there were people coming into the temple and they were given all kinds of money, you know. Um, They were blessed with much and they're just giving something like Cain. But she came in and gave her two mites and Jesus said she gave more than all of them. And what did he mean? She She was an acceptable sacrifice. She was giving... All that she had. She was giving her best sacrifice. And um, that's what God wants. I'm not talking about giving all the money you have. I'm just talking about your whole heart, your whole soul. Like just to be consumed with Him, be consumed with wanting to please Him at all moments. You know, and if, if you've done something or thought something or watched something that was grieving to Him and, and you recognize it, to immediately come to God and confess that sin and he'll be faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Why? Because you want to stay pure before him. You want to stay a ready and fit vessel for him to use because he says for us to be ready in season and out of season. Whether you're in the grocery store, whether you're running outside, whether you're um, in church, you know, I mean, just the the pastor alone can 't minister to each and every person individually. you are the body of Christ, and you 're sent to minister to to reach out to people god 's going to show you things um, you know an encouraging word or, or get into a conversation find out someone 's going through something, and you can pray for them and God will use your prayers to answer that those prayers or those desires of their hearts mm-hmm. um, in first thessalonians four one worship team can start preparing to to um, lead us back into worship. Um, 1 Thessalonians 4.1 says, Finally, dear brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. we urge you in the name of the Lord Jesus to live a way that pleases God. Mm-hmm. As we may have taught you, um, you might already live this way, and this is for all of us, you may already live this way, but he says, and we encourage you to do so even more. Mm-hmm. We're in this hour when God's searching for true worshipers to worship him in spirit and in truth. And you might already be a true worshiper. And what he's saying is, do it even more. Be even more conscious of honoring and pleasing God with your life.
4: It's a proactive choice every day. Choose you this day whom you will serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. There are always two trees in the garden. There's always the tree of life that you can eat from. You can come into his word and eat from this tree of life and and eat in his spirit and just drink his spirit in. That tree is always in the garden, available to us. But there's also another tree, that tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That's not the one God wanted them to eat from not the one he wanted but in order for us to not be robots and to have a true choice there had to be two trees there are two trees for us tonight what you've heard and in this time of worship God is leading you into the next level he is leading you to something bigger better greater in him He wants more for you than you even know could ask for or imagine or want. And every good and perfect gift comes down from our Father of heavenly lights. He wants to bless your socks off. But how can He do that when you're in your own way? If you want the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, He wants us to choose this day whom we will serve and to choose that tree of life, to eat from that tree. And another practical way, I didn't uh, I didn't talk about it quite yet. But um if you want a breakthrough in your life, if you want to go into that next place, God gave his first. Jesus is called the firstborn unto salvation. He is the first that is raised from the dead, he is the first, and he's the best sacrifice that we could ever ask for. The only begotten of the Father. He is the best and the first. And so when you give your tithe, when you give your offering, you want to be like Abel and give that first and that best. So something practically that I like to do is to not just give off of, okay, well, after my paycheck, after it's dwindled down and taxes are taken out and FICA and all that, okay, now I'm going to give something to the Lord. Okay, whatever's left here, I'm going to give you, you know, a couple bucks and tip in the offering plate as it goes by. It's not about tipping. And tithing, the word tithe means a tenth, but it's not a tenth of whatever's left over. It's a tenth of your best, of your first fruits. So you take a look at that paycheck. What is that gross amount, not the net amount, the best, the first, what you've been given. He will bless your socks off. In fact, he says, test me in this. Bring the whole tithe. He says that we've been robbing him in tithes and offerings in Malachi. He wants us to bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. This ministry is a storehouse for the kingdom of God to be released from heaven here on earth through the power of the Holy Spirit, this is a place that when you sow a seed here, when you go to RevivalMKE.com and you click give on that donate button and you're putting something here, this is a powerful place because Holy Spirit is Not only is the Word alive and active, but Holy Spirit is welcome here. He can do as He wills, not as we will, but as He wills. So I know that when I turn in my tithes and offerings here, I know that the power of the living God is moving it into something, and He's going to multiply it. And if if you're someone today who would say, well, I only have these two mites like the widow. This is all I have. Then you give it all and you give your best, and you release the anointing onto that, and when you click it and you're giving that, you release the anointing onto that and say, God, I trust you with this. Test me in this, he says, and see if I will not fling wide those gates of blessing onto you. And he loves a cheerful giver, so you don't give out of, well, okay, here you go. Here's towards something. No, it's it's a great thing to be able to give. Everything we've been talking about tonight God gave his first and his best, and now we have that opportunity tonight. You go to RevivalMKE.com, and I'm just going to pray over this offering. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I bless each gift tonight. Lord, I pray that your blessing would be poured out on each person bigger, better, greater than they've ever seen before, that they would cross over into the promised land that you have because they are sowing into a ministry that is focused on you, that is, that is a holy sacrifice to you, set apart unto your service for such a time as this. Lord, I just ask that tonight as you're moving on the gifts of the people, Lord, as you're bringing each heart and you're putting that number into each heart of each person who's going to give tonight, Lord, that you would stretch their faith, that this would be a fun adventure journey with them, that you would stretch them, that there's more zeros than there's ever been, that there's a comma involved this time. Lord, that as they're looking, they would say, wow, this is the most I've ever given, but God, I trust you. And I just release over each gift. Power of the Holy Spirit and that anointing to be multiplied as we bring that tithe, as we bring that offering into the storehouse of you, God, that you would bring it back, yeah, just several fold, Lord, several fold into each life. And God, I just declare and decree over each person that they would open their hearts. I'm just seeing people stand with their arms open wide, like that song, I Stand With Arms High hearts abandoned yes Lord I just declare and decree that over each person tonight
0: Jesus. before we get into worship I just would like to lead you in a prayer you know I know this was ministering to each one of our hearts and I love how first Thessalonians says dear brothers and sisters we urge you in the name of the Lord Jesus to live in a way that pleases God and he says you might already be living this way, but I encourage you to do so even more. If that's you tonight, maybe you've been living for God, but you want to do so even more. And I believe that is you because you're watching this, that you already have a relationship with Jesus Christ, but you want to live to please God every waking moment. (laughs) You want to please God with your thoughts, your actions, and your deeds, and And you want to pursue God with your whole heart. And and you want God to be able to use you. You want him to be able to find you acceptable. You want to be that ready, pure, and fit vessel for his use. Then just raise your hands and surrender to to the Lord. Maybe kneel there in your living rooms and surrender to God before we worship God. And let's just pray this prayer together. And as we worship, it's going to mean a whole lot more than just lip service, like he said in his word. Just say, Heavenly Father... I thank you so much for your amazing sacrifice that you gave when you gave your only son. I receive you Jesus and what you did for me on the cross. You are my Lord. You are my Savior. You are my King. Now Lord, I want to live as an acceptable sacrifice to please you. I want to live in full surrender to you. I ask you, God, to fill me with your grace, with your strength, by your spirit. Help me to live a life that's true worship to you, God, in thought, word, action, and deed. Help me to be consciously aware of what grieves you and what pleases you. And, Father, I just pray for each and every person watching tonight that you would just supernaturally, by the power of the Holy Spirit, fill them each afresh and anew with your Spirit. Fill them each afresh and anew with your presence, Lord, and your grace and strength. So fill them that they would find it easy to walk in the Spirit and not fulfill the lusts of their flesh. Father, I just thank you. You are coming. For this bride and, and for this these hearts that are pure and holy, Lord, and acceptable to you, God. I just worship you and thank you that you're doing a transforming work by the power of your Holy Spirit in the lives of these people tonight. In Jesus' name. Let's go ahead and worship God. Let's give God our all. Amen. With our whole hearts.
1: You have won Victorious You have come What was stolen You brought back to us. Let's sing that again Oh, victory You have won You have come, what was stolen, you brought back to us.
2: Father, that you would open our hearts and open our minds to the incredible things that you want to do in us, Father, and through us. And I just thank you
0: in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord, Lord, we just thank you and praise you, Lord, for all that was accomplished in the Spirit and in people's bodies. And Lord, just I thank you for just setting people free tonight and just giving us a liberty and a joy to live a life that's holy, acceptable, and pleasing unto you, God. I just thank you, Father, that because people have prayed that prayer, made that decision, Lord, that they're going to come to a new freedom in you, God, that they're going to come to find themselves having more dreams and visions and revelations from heaven, that they're going to be used more by you, God, because they have laid their lives on the altar before you, God, as a living and holy sacrifice. Father, I just thank you for that right now, that you're doing a major work in the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Well, I'm so excited you got to join us tonight. Remember, people can watch us after the fact, so please share it with your friends if people need to hear that message and be encouraged in the Lord. Um, I want to encourage you also, we'll be back here on May 1st. And so, I mean, I'm really praying that this thing lifts and we can join together live and in person very soon. But otherwise, we will be here live anyways on Facebook May 1st if um, we're not live in person. But we'll be letting you know. Just keep up to date. Follow us on Facebook if you haven't already at Revival MKE. And share the news about what God's doing here. I believe that when we come together... There's just going to be such an outpouring of the Spirit of God like we've never seen before. Amen. God bless you guys. Have a great rest of the week. God bless you.